rough greens. Whether you have a picky eater of a dog like mine, or you're just looking for a healthier and happier life for your dog, you need to be giving him or her all the good nutrients that they are missing from their kibble food. Kibble is especially bad. It's basically cooked until there's nothing alive in it. Fortunately, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black came up with a solution. I've been using it with Uno forever. Uh, It's called Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on his food or her food. And it's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's most likely in Rough Greens. You're going to get your first bag free. Just pay for shipping at roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or you can call them on the phone right now. They're waiting for your call at 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Or roughgreens, ruffgreens.com slash Beck. Every day, my wife says, you have to look for more good news. And I said, we are. We're, we're looking for more good news. Um, She's been saying it all week to me. And uh, so last night I got home and I said, I have one of the best good news stories I've ever read. Uh, this is fantastic. And she, I told her the story and she said, A, we have to do this. And B, you need to let your audience know you guys should do something. I think this is one of the the best good news stories I have heard in a very, very long time. I'm going to share it in 60 seconds. You know your car doesn't care whether it's uh, you know, a good time to break down or not. It doesn't care about your savings or lack thereof, any of your monthly bills, your mortgage, your dreams, any of it. When you get right down to it, your car is really kind of a jerk. I'm just, I'm just saying. Not sure why you're friends with it, but... Fortunately for you, that's where CarShield comes in. CarShield offers affordable protection plans to fit every budget, covers more parts than ever before. You're going to want them when the time for those costly repair arrives, and you can count on CarShield to take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. CarShield, dedicated to protecting what you drive. It's coverage like I have. Call CarShield today, 800-227-6100. Save 20% on your plan. Lock in your price. It'll never go up. 800-227-6100. CarShield.com slash Beck. You ready? You ready, Stu? I'm ready. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. You're going to love this. A church in North Carolina has again unburdened thousands of families who were struggling. Trinity... Morovian Church, I guess it is, in Winston-Salem, bought up 
and canceled nearly $3.3 million in medical debt Mm. belonging to 3,355 families. Wow. According to the dispatch, this is the second year the members of the church have taken part in the Debt Jubilee Project, which assumes past due medical bills of residents in the area. Through the project, congregants previously purchased 1.65 million of debt, liberating 1,300 people from the Forsyth and Davison counties. When an individual fails to pay their outstanding medical bill, the medical company that is owned hires a debt collection agency. When the agency can't get the money in its collection uh, efforts, the debt is sold to third-party collection agencies, and these are the sharks. These are the ones that will hunt you down, and they pay pennies on the dollar uh, just to help recoup, recoup any loss. Okay. The dispatch indicated that these third-party agencies have a legal right to either collect or forgive the debts. In partnership with RIP Medical Debt in New York, the Debt Jubilee Project exercised its right to do the latter. Reverend John Jackman, the uh, pastor of the church, said most of these families were making a go of it until somebody had to go to the hospital for a few days or to the doctor for some serious medical condition. We can't fix the system, so this is the best we can do. The Jubilee Project raised $15,000, and with that, we were able to go in and bid and buy $3,295,863.64 in medical debt in Davis County. On March 26, the church held a ceremony. Some of the poorer folks that we deal with get medical bills of 1000 or 3000 and it might as well be $10 million. I think it's time we say that's forgiven. I think it's time for relief. You got to eat. You got to take care of your children. You got to do what you have to do just to live. So they got together in the church. They had a service. Then they took all of that debt and burned it in Jubilee. And then let everyone know, don't worry about that anymore. I think that's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. For, what was it, $15,000? $15,000. Wow, for $15,000 they were able to buy Three million. debt? Three million dollars worth of debt. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I, I'm going to put up the first $15,000. Mm. Who will join me? Who will join me today? That's great. Because I've heard that. Like uh, that you could buy debt cheaper. And I've heard some organizations doing this type of thing, but $15,000 will buy you millions of dollars in debt? $3 million in debt. This is like the last of the last. Yeah. So this is given to the guys who are like, go get them. Right. You know what I mean? The people that harass you and say, hey. They're just the worst of the worst. And if Mm. you've ever had debt, um, you know, I've, I've had debt you know, when I was young that had to be collected on. And then I had debt that wasn't mine, that these guys wouldn't leave me alone. That's the kind of people that you're dealing with here. You're getting, you're giving them freedom from that. And, you know, this isn't deadbeat debt. This is medical debt. 
Right. And it has to be debt that they have. They, they know about. They know. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying that they have no anticipation of ever collecting, right, to get that sort of price. So these people are really at the end of their ropes. And you're taking this away from them? That's, I mean, that's incredible. What a great, what a great idea. Right. Now, this, of course, will be criticized by the left. They'll, you know, this, this happened, uh, you know, even Mr. Beast had to get criticized for this type of thing. Because this just shows that our system is so bad. And, and it shows how evil our system is. Why don't we just have everyone have no debt? Uh, you know, no, you know, that is what they no, will because say. Somebody has to somebody has to pay. And when we can, I think this is a great thing for churches. When you can pay that, um, let's pay it. You know, let's help each other. We've this again. This is the kind of stuff that I've been looking for. Who's who's going the extra mile in a unique way just to help people in meaningful ways? These are the people who are probably the poorest of the poor. I mean, you have a thousand dollars of medical debt and you can't find a way to pay it off. You're the poorest of the poor. And and you're hassled and you're afraid to pick up the phone. And mm-hmm. I mean, this is great. This is great. Hats off to this this church. Hats off. I think this is wonderful. Now, I went to RIP medical debt. And uh, I haven't had my researchers look into it yet to see, you know, I want to make yeah. sure before it's you, not some before you guarantee a yeah. charitable donation. You may want to yeah. just to make sure so, no, no knock on these people or anything. I think it sounds no, no. like a great idea, but you never know. Sounds great. Sounds absolutely great. But I want to make sure that they are, um, you know, this isn't some woke front or, you know, something like that. I want to make sure this money is actually going and what's happening is actually happening. Uh, so mm-hmm. join That's, me. Yeah. Join you should do me. that before you give any charitable donation, by the always, way. Always. Always. Even the ones that we recommend. Even mine. Yeah. Mercury One. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Make sure that it has, you know, the right ratings and. Uh, you know, that it's it's uh, using your money to the the best. Uh, here's what a guy, he was a president of Goldman Sachs at one point, before Goldman Sachs was bad, or at least we knew they were bad. Um, he said to me, I said, I don't know how to be charitable. I grew up in a poor family. I, I, I don't know how to do it. And I just don't want to just, you know, just slosh money around. I want to make sure it's going to the right things. And... Uh, he said, I look at uh, charitable funds as investments, but you're investing in people. So what are the people you want to affect? What are you? Are you trying to get them an education? Are you trying to help feed them? What is it that you want to support? And then find the organizations that deliver the most amount of that dollar to the actual end recipient look at it as an investment and i have and that's what you should do when you're looking for uh charities who can get it to the person that's one of the nice things about like give send go is it's it's going right to the people because the people set it up um but i think this is fantastic and i i would oh my gosh can you imagine you imagine how many, how many people that are struggling under under debt that this audience could relieve. 
How cool yeah. would it be to just be able to call these people and just say, hey, forget about your debt? Imagine that. That would be great. That would be, be great. Unbelievable. And if that, I wonder, you know, what market forces would be applied if you tried to do this on a mass scale, right? Like $15,000, maybe you can get the cheapest of the cheap. It's got to get more, the debts gets more expensive, the more likely they are to collect it, right? So you'd wonder if you put, they, if you try to buy a million dollars, would that have the same ratios? Probably not, but still it would do a lot of good for a lot of people. I have a feeling it, it would. Um, this organization, again, I don't know enough about it, but this organization, you know, they have uh, they have things like for here, Dallas, Fort Worth. They have an eighty thousand dollar goal. Eighty two percent of it is raised for Dallas debt. Uh, Western uh, Michigan, uh, Athens, Clark County, Georgia. You can find the regions that you want to give to. And they have done millions and millions and millions of dollars. I, I, I think this is great if. They are indeed who they say they are. I'm sure there's some organization doing this well and right. And it may be this. We'll, one. we'll check into it. it. And if it maybe if if this is the right one, we'll have somebody on about it to talk about it. I think it'd be interesting to I think a lot of people want to do good for people without, you know, all the nonsense. You know, I think a lot of these these causes that are out there, it scares people away from giving their charitable dollars because they see how many of these things they've given to in the past that turn out to be doing things that, you know, you don't want. Uh, you don't want to be associated with. Right. So hopefully. This hopefully is, this is clean. Yeah. Hopefully but, this is clean. Yeah. But we'll see. Because once we call them and say, hey, our audience <laughs> wants to help. Uh, we don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. It's always a good indication. We don't want your money. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll know right away. But again, this North Carolina church, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Cool idea. We have more good, good news stories coming up in just a second. Um, first, let me tell you about real estate agents. I trust.com. Some people were just born to help others. You know, the type you run across them They're They're the type of people that just, they seem to always, I mean, they're always helping. They're always there at the right time with the right stuff and saying the right things. And they really, truly care. I would really like to be one of those people before, before I die. I'd like to be somebody that is. That is just compassion. Wouldn't that be great to be able to say, say about somebody? This person is the person that I know that is the most compassionate person I know. How great is that? I was reading a story. I'm sorry. I'm going to get off the script here for a second. I was reading a story last night about a doctor that has done research uh, on end-of-life dreams and visions. So it's people in like hospice and the nurses apparently know if they're hospice nurses, they know that when somebody has a dream and like their mother comes to them or somebody comes to them that they know they have about 48 hours to live. And the doctors always dismiss this, but the nurses are the ones that have noticed the pattern. So he did a research study on it and found that that's generally true. That when you're right about to die in a couple of days, that they know because you'll have a vision or a dream. It's amazing. It's amazing. And the secret to finding this out was who was compassionate. 
Doctors were in and out and just looking at the stats. The nurses were actually listening to the patients. So anyway, you just want somebody who is thinking out of the box when you're going to work on something. You want somebody who is compassionate and really cares about you as well as they're, you know, standing in the business. This is why I started real estate agents. I trust.com. I wanted a group of agents. And now it's even more important because now you now you don't even know who you're getting in the car with. You know, now you don't you have no idea. Can we talk? Can we not talk? I don't even feel like they really represent you because I don't know. I might use the word master bedroom by mistake. We found the people. These are people that are fans of the show. They're cut from the same cloth that you are. You'll understand each other. And, um, you know, generally speaking, you both love the Lord. You'll probably, you know, everybody's trying to do the right thing. They want you to get a good deal. They want the seller to get a good deal uh, as well as the buyer. So real estate agents, I trust.com. You want a great, great agent? Real estate agents, I trust.com. We'll recommend one to you. Real estate agents, I trust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I want to, um, I, I want to uh, talk to you about our podcast that released last night to Blaze TV subscribers out today. Um, but I urge you to listen, listen to it, especially if you're, if you're somebody who's, you know, working on compassion and there's somebody in your life who is struggling. I have two friends uh, that I know. It's a husband and wife. Um, they're the Elmers. And they met when uh, he was over in Australia. I think she's from or Australia or New Zealand. She's from New Zealand. And um, they met and fell in love, wanted to get married. But when he turned 18, he started going through real depression. He's manic depressive. And it's like textbook bad manic depressive. There are times that he just can't even, he just can't even move. Uh, and, you know, they, they fell in love. And when they talked about marriage, he's like, you can't, you don't, you don't know what I go through. Right now I'm feeling really good, but you don't know me. When I go down, I go way down. And she said, I know about depression. He said, you don't know about this. And she said, well, I will learn. And now she's gone to be uh, a nurse that is um, that specializes in mental illness. Uh, she's a psychiatric nurse practitioner and his greatest advocate. And I watch these people struggle. I watch him through the bad times and the good times. And he's one of the most hopeful people, even in the bad times. He's one of the most hopeful people that I have ever met. I caught him before he was going, kind of slipping down again. And we were, we talked about having a podcast. I think their story needs to be heard because it is a different look at depression. 
And if you don't know what depression is, when we are having so many suicides, if you don't know what it is, then you can't help. And she's able to give you the perspective of somebody who's just watching it and saw it and didn't understand it. And now as a, as a nurse practitioner for psychiatric care, she can tell you the doctor side of it. And he can tell you what it feels like on the inside. You'll get perspective like you've never seen before. And you will walk away like I, like I do every time. These guys are spiritual giants. I don't know how they do it, but they are giants, giants. How can you help? Can a marriage survive something like this? What do people get wrong about mental illness? How do you help somebody who is suffering? And how do you help somebody who is helping somebody that is suffering? Through faith in God, you will learn anything is possible. It is, we cut all the commercials out of this. It's commercial interrupt, uh, no, no commercial interruption. Because it was just, it just felt sacred and it felt... Um, I don't know, something that you just need to hear, and I didn't want to throw a bunch of commercials uh, in it. You can watch this podcast now at blazetv.com slash Glenn, blazetv.com slash Glenn. It'll be available tomorrow on my YouTube channel and wherever you go to get your podcast. I recommend watching this one. Uh, you can listen to it, but uh, you'll get so much more when you look at these people in the eyes. It's it's. They're remarkable people, just remarkable people. I want you to meet them. Today's podcast, now at Blaze TV. Uh, all right. We have Selena Zito coming up in about an hour from now. She has found stories of what she calls dignity and grace. And she says there's, they are everywhere. And I want her to tell you uh, the story of she was in this little coffee shop and she overheard this conversation and then got involved in it and it's the real story of america she's coming up in about an hour stand by the glenn back program Yesterday, while I was on the air, we were in an auction, and I bought some Lincoln artifacts and also MacArthur's five-star license plate from his Jeep right before Truman sent him home. Uh, I, I am trying to preserve American history, but you can help, and not on that scale, just in your own home. This is so important, may end up in the end being more important than anything that I collect and try to preserve. It's the story of your life, the story of your family, what America was like when you were growing up or your kids were growing up. All of that stuff is not made to archive. Okay. All of that tape, the videotape, the pictures, everything, they are decaying at a rapid pace. I urge you to be a historian of your own family and preserve your past and the past of our country. 
LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck. 50% off right now. Just order now and send it in when you're ready. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Get early access to every podcast if you go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP and save 20 bucks. Nobody listens to you. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> if they just would listen to you. We're just... Yeah, the Beatles could have been somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm just looking at the reviews of Nefarious, which is uh, Blaze TV's own uh, Steve Dace. Steve Dace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's after this show every day. Steve Dace. He wrote this book called Nefarious. It's excellent. It is like uh, uh, screw tape letters, but set in modern times. And it is it's just fantastic. Well, he decided he was going to make it into a horror film. And he did, and it opens today. And what Stu and I were joking about was we're reading the reviews. And uh, how many times did I say, don't, don't, uh, you don't, don't, I'm a distraction. Don't, don't put, put me, in. me in this movie. You said it, I'm I a heard distraction. you say it a bunch of times before right. it happened. And then I heard you encourage them to edit you out. Yes, because I'm a distraction. Because you're a distraction. Correct. So the movie reviews are coming out. And the only thing that is being said about this that is negative <laughs> is me. Okay. And they're not talking about my acting. They're not talking no. about anything. No. In fact, okay. one, one of the reviews complimented your acting. They just hated you. <laughs> yeah, just hate me. Yeah. I'm a distraction. So don't please go to the movie and then 10 minutes before it's over, just close your eyes. You're going to need to see. You're going to need to hear what's going on. But. My big fat face is not even what they're saying. I mean, if I were reviewing, I'd be like, Glenn Beck is enormous, not an enormous star, enormous. He blocks the star field. Anyway, we really should go through your acting career because you've been no, in a I, few things no, I don't. over the years. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, well, you want they wanted you in one of the Sharknados that I remember. Did Can- you ever get in one of them? No, no, no. They wanted me and I was too busy and I said no. And it was like the second or third one. Yeah, it was early on. Yeah. And it was like when they were really hot, I yeah. should have just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going. I'm doing it. Because I really <laughs> want to be. Whoever, who, who regrets not taking a Sharknado uh, Oh role. my gosh. That would have been so fun it to play fun. the president and to be like... Send the buzz saws out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you were you've been in you were weren't you in one of the um, Ayn Rand movies yes, as I well? Was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now uh, this. I mean, how do you like honestly? Because we, I love to joke and just torture you over this stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. usually really good in this stuff. I mean, like you've done sketches and other things like that where you've been excellent. You're you're good. You're, you know, you're good at this. Oh, type I was of thing. in Cheers. I mean, I and I was gonna, you were in Cheers. That was your the start that of your acting acting career. Role. By the yeah. way, you can do this. You can go to YouTube and search for Glenn Beck on on Cheers, and someone went through all ha- uh, the hassle to take the entire episode that you're on, and you are legitimately just a person sitting at the bar. That's when all you're it like was. 22. I was an extra. Yeah, like it's yeah. hilarious. I'm like a kid. Yeah, yeah. And you just see Glenn behind. 
what you did on this supposed day where you were, I mean, you must have been hammered. You were there all day. You were drinking all over the place, uh, all over the bar. Colored water. Pissed me off. <laughs> or, oh, not real beer, huh? No. Oh, that's no fun yeah. at all. Um, but So that is there on YouTube if you would like to see Glenn Beck's acting career begin. Yeah. It yeah. is a lot of fun to watch. So anyway, uh, so let me give you the, the, I mean, this is really, these are great reviews. Um, a Christian message like a progressive lecture admits uh, an otherwise generic story can spoil the fun even for the true believers. They may be more forgiving of those narrative detours, if they, uh, but if they spot them all the same, it's the one reason nefarious is a two-tier triumph. The thriller follows a psychiatrist judging the sanity of a death row inmate. It's more complicated than that, of course, but the film's demonic angle keeps the spiritual themes alive. Nefarious embraces its mission without sacrificing thrills, integrity, or the genre's core elements. Entourage alum Jordan Belfi stars as Dr. James Martin, a psychiatrist filling in for a colleague at the last minute. The late colleague, to be, to, to be precise, courtesy of a chilling prologue. Dr. Martin must evaluate a serial killer before his planned execution. If he determines the inmate to be sane, then the grisly show goes on. If not, the killer will keep rotting away in prison. The inmate proves as challenging as the prison warden promised. That's Sean Patrick Flannery, uh, uh, Flannery as Edward Wayne Brady, who claims to be possessed by a demon with an unpronounceable name. Cue a battle of wills, one allowing Flannery to chew on the scenery in a fully committed performance. Much of Nefarious involves the fiery back and forth between the doctor and the inmate. The audience will appreciate Flannery's twitchy approach to the material. He is hypnotic, and you will not be bored for a minute. That is absolutely true. I, I've, I, they are submitting his name for an Oscar. He's not going to win because of the movie, um, and maybe because I'm in the movie. <laughs> But uh, he's not going to win an Oscar, but he should be nominated for an Oscar and maybe win it. It, it is a stunning performance. Um, then the next uh, the next one, Nefarious, a thought provoking supernatural horror exercise in morality. What if I were to, to tell you this is a Christian film within a horror genre? Some of some Christians may react negatively because one of the biggest criticisms criticisms about modern Christian films is that the portrayals of real life are so overwhelmingly uplifting that it borders on parody. It's rare to see a Christian film or even a modern Christian sermon that covers the topic of sin. Whenever anyone shines a light on the evils that consume our world today, people tend to get uncomfortable in the face of defined definitions of right and wrong. As a result, most Christian content won't even highlight society's issues of immorality because the belief is that it's much easier to win people over by being uplifting rather than being truthful. Not only does this film stand apart with its strong Christian background, but it also eschews the Blumhouse style of horror films about a cliche portrayal of demons with mediocre plots highlighted by cheap actors that leads to a solid 90 minutes of jump scares. The genre has become so formulaic that audiences don't even react to it due to its repetitiveness. Nefarious takes that film and takes it in a completely different path. Another great review. It, again, you can get your tickets now. It's not playing all over the country, but 
Go see it this weekend. They need a big opening this weekend to be able to keep it in theaters and expand it. You can get your tickets at whoisnefarious.com. Another great review. Nefarious starring Emmy winner Sean Patrick Flannery uh, as Jordan Belfi uh, in Entourage is a riveting new thriller be released April 14th. Synopsis is, and I just gave you the synopsis, but listen to the way they, they talk about this. They, uh, the two actors have great feisty chemistry together, where at times it is so intense the energy is palpable through the screen. Sean Patrick Flannery is a true force of nature, where he delivers a gripping performance for the ages. He is able to invest hum- uh, humanity, vulnerability, and believability in this complex title character. It was both physically and mentally uh, demanding uh, as a role for Flannery, but he nailed it. This is perhaps his most profound acting work. The screenplay allows for um, resonance, and it is filled with several twists and turns that will uh, have the audience not see what is coming. Um, here's, here's another one. Are you ready? Uh, repeatedly, what somewhat convincingly nefarious makes the case that humankind, despite its best intentions, will always drift to the dark side. Hate speech wasn't even our idea. The demon laughs. You came up with that one yourselves. The heavy lifting here is accomplished by Flannery. He goes on to talk about how good he is, blah, blah, blah. Nefarious zips through most of its brisk one hour and 38 minutes. Its efficient runtime rendered even more likely, uh, lively by the snappy editing from Jeremiah, uh, Brian Jeremiah Smith, who edited Get Out. But after racing towards the slam-bang climax of a convulsive death house scene, the proceedings come to a grinding halt (laughs) thanks to an extended, ill-advised epilogue featuring, of all people, Glenn Beck. It's a near-fatal error. Oh, this is making my day. Redeemed, ironically, by one last devil in the details. Hmm. I'm uh, I just love the fact that you are the problem. It's so good. I, do, I, t- I mean, I told they, them you did tell them. And I don't I mean, my guess is I have not actually seen the movie, but my guess is you actually probably do a good job in this. I but, play me. You know, here's what people have been saying to me. My gosh, you're really good. I mean, and I, was, I went, I played me. How hard is it <laughs> to play me? Yeah, you would think you do know how to yeah. do that one. You've had yeah. some experience at right. it. But I, I think it's just because you're just a well-known figure. But the fact that you're playing yourself is usually excused. It's not like they, they put you in a separate role and it was hard to picture you. No. We say this with actors all the time. You know, These actors come out and they make all sorts of crazy political points. And then you see them in a movie and they might be doing a decent job in the movie acting. But like it's hard to separate them from their annoying political opinions. So you don't enjoy them in the role. It's not even like saying, well, actors shouldn't be able to give their opinions. I know. It just hurts their actual work. Absolutely. And so I can, if you were like playing, you know, some random guy in this movie, I can understand how that might be hard for the left to separate. I, I loved Martin Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. As the president until he started becoming so active and so vocal, I no longer saw him as the president in West Wing, I saw him as Martin Sheen. Right. And it wrecked it for me because I, I only saw the, the Can't get past person, it. the actor. Right. Yeah. And, but when you're playing yourself, obviously. And I play me very well. We'll see about well. that. I yeah. can't wait to see this movie yeah. so I can Oof. critique each no. and every word. So embarrassing. 
Oh, my gosh. It's not embarrassing. Oh, it, it, it is. It is. Uh, just enormous. That is the only part of it. You have a close-up. I saw it on like an IMAX size screen, okay? <laughs> and the whole thing is a close-up of my face. And I'm, <laughs> you do not want to see a two-story version of your face, especially mm-hmm. when you're fat and the camera angle is shooting up. My gosh, it was like, I mean, there was a devil, and I think he was running the camera on my scene. But anyway. And this is, you know, we sit in a studio every day that has a giant stretched out picture of oh, your no, that's, face. That's nothing. Um, and just that is, though, like, you see a lot of detail oh, that you yeah. don't want to no. see. Every pore Mm-mm. is blown up. Yeah. I can't imagine it on IMAX. No, on IMAX, you're, I, you could stand in one of the pores in my face. And I will say... Yeah. Listening to you talk about this and, you know, seeing this photo and everything, we often mock Hollywood celebrities for being obsessed with how they look. Oh, I you can, have to. You can almost you, it understand be, it. Oh, I couldn't even look at the screen. Because that's really all you think I, of. I saw it and I went, oh, dear God, my wife grabbed my arm like... <gasps> Uh, it was the worst it was part of the story. Scene. It, it was Sarah. It's was the a, worst part yeah. of the story. Is your wife thought it was a jump scare when yeah, your face was. came on the screen? Yeah, this yeah. is the person you're married I to. I know, and she was like, "Oh," uh, and she just <laughs> held on tight. Uh, and I just looked down after looking at the screen. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" I, I just, holy cow! Wait, did you get it? I, I really want to know. Did you get an explanation from Tanya, your wife? No, I as said to, to her, why she reacted no, this way. We were talking about we we're having dinner with some friends, and uh, I said my wife grabbed onto my arm, and she went, "Oh my gosh!" Like, "Oh my gosh!" That is a huge, horrible face, and we were all <laughs> laughing. And she laughed. She didn't. She, she didn't, didn't say go, no, 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 no. I meant no. Like, she meant don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that again that's what she meant this is what, she was right this is what you need to find in a, in a spouse oh yeah someone who will tell you that oh, your face is terrifying I, feel, I really feel sorry for those those people who you know are married to somebody who just for the money or whatever mm. my wife does not care about any of it no none of it not fame forge none of it but she's actually much of it yeah she's disgusted right. by most of it mm-hmm. and there is nothing better than marrying somebody like that because you just go home and I'm like, hey, dig me. And she's like, yeah, I have. Why don't you pick up your underpants and bring them <laughs> to the washing machine? <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Pam wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. So I spent a lot of years trying to fix the pain. I was uh, going in. Uh, I was going into pain clinics and I, I just couldn't stop the pain. The pain clinics barely helped at all. I ended up taking uh, stuff that just wasn't worth it in the long run. Then I found out about Relief Factor. It has made a tremendous difference in my life. Thank you and goodbye, pain. Pam, I'm so glad you got your life back. Thank you for writing to us. I got my life back. Will you try it? If you're just in pain, would you just try this? It's a three-week quick start, 1995. So, you, yes, you do have $20 to lose. But on that, you have nothing else to lose. 70% of the people that take it find relief i'm one of them pam's another one 70 percent of the people go on to order more month after month it's worth the 20 bucks just to try relieffactor.com relieffactor.com call 800 the number four relief 800 the number four relief relief factor feel the difference this is the glenn back program
So uh, we were just talking about uh, the movie Nefarious. Get your tickets now. Who is nefarious.com? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I told Stu, you know, distraction in it, and clearly I am. Um, and we were talking off the air. And so maybe I should look for a city that would, you know, if you know of a theater that would want to do this. Uh, uh, my daughter wants to be an actress, and she's really good. And I watch her in shows, and I would love to play a role against her and we found a a great neil simon show it's two person it's actually three but the other is a bit part uh and it's just about a father and daughter and coming of age it's exactly i mean she's two years too young probably for this role um and it it's go it's about a daughter who wants to know more about her father who is gone uh and wants to be an actress i mean it just fits us and uh, the only thing, the only bad thing about it is I want to do it. I want to do it for an audience, but I don't want reviews because they'll suck. The reviews will <laughs> suck. And you'll have a hard time if you went seeing me other than Glenn Beck. Um, you know, so it's I, I'm not trying to be an actor. I just want to do something with my daughter. This is a father daughter thing. And I want to, you know, I'll rent a theater and I don't care as long as it pays for itself. I don't care about you know making money or anything else i just want to do this and i want to do it in a city that you know is not going to review in the new york times and say glenn beck's trying to be an actor and blah 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 uh i want to do it either next fall or next spring that'd be really cool yeah for you and you know for as a family that's just a yeah, really cool be thing really cool. Be really fun. and i think it'll be really it'll be entertaining it will be good she's really good at you is another story <laughs> the glenn beck program